You're listening to the Art of Floating podcast. Everybody, welcome to our latest episode of the Art of Floating podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, welcome Amy from Float Nashville. Hey, y'all. And Lance from Float Shack. Hello. Um, first of all, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the show. The reception has been so warm from everybody. I Maybe I say, do I say this every episode? I don't know. I really feel it, though. I really appreciate everybody listening, and I really appreciate the feedback. And I know all of us do. So thank you so much. Um, and uh, just know that we really want to hear from you as well. Um, you know, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, but also, you know, keep the conversation going and ask us any questions on, on social media and email, of course, too, and, and all of that. But, um, yeah, we love hearing from you, and, and uh, we love seeing you out there and, and hearing your stories, too. So just want to say thanks. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Float Away. The simple act of floating in warm, salty water is the most relaxing experience on Earth. This has been Float Away's byline for more than 15 years. It's true for each of the eight different models and in all the 40 or so countries where happy customers float in float-away float tanks. Float-away is proud of these specially equipped round pools in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where research is really putting floating on the mainstream map. Check them out at floataway.com and find out how the company has pioneered new techniques, new shapes, and new ideas in floating. The founders, Colin and Ginny Stanwell-Smith, are world experts on every aspect of flotation technology. Float-away is a family business within the floating family. Again, Check them out at www.floataway.com. Let's see here. How's everybody week's been? It's been good. Yeah? Long, but good. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, everything's been good for me as well. Sweet. Excellent. I'd say good, long as well. This construction thing is continuing for me. Um, Lance, I got a message from you, was it yesterday or earlier today, of extreme excitement. I, <laughs> something I'm regarding dying. your business but you wouldn't tell us you wanted to save it for the show so what i i am on the edge of my seat <laughs> what is it okay yeah we can uh we can jump right into that i can guess we? but it's going to be a little bit of a story okay i'm going to go back a bit okay. um to about the first month we opened up at the float shack um we opened up and this gentleman came in and uh he told us that his wife actually purchased him a float tank for his birthday. Wow. Turns out it was an Oasis float tank, and he didn't really know how to set it up or anything like that, so he asked us if we could set it up for him. So we went to his place, and actually it was Cole and Matthew that did it originally. Um, went to his place, set up his tank, plumbed everything in. Um, we bought him all his chemicals, gave him a big list, and um, basically got him going with his tank. And... He's a pretty busy guy. He owns, a, I think it's an investment firm, so he seems to always be traveling and gone. And he has a place in Hawaii, so he's here a month and there a month. Wow. So Sounds like he doesn't um, have a lot of time to use his float tank. Uh, no, when he's back, <laughs> he says he's in it all oh, really? the time. And he's the only one that uses it. Wow. Um, it's in his garage. He has a fairly nice setup for it. But um, nice. I didn't. don't think he realized how much work a float tank was. So. Um, I contacted him, uh, about three or four weeks ago, asking him, you know, how things are going, if he needs a hand or anything like that. And he said, well, you know, I was just going to message you. Um, I have some funky looking water. Can you come oh, take a look? So, funny. um, last night I went up to his place, got my bucket with all my chemicals and my scale and probes and everything I need and 
went on over and I his water was brown it was it was a it was a rusty dark brown a lot of staining a lot of um uh, just lack of maintenance um oh so um, I spent some time with some clarifiers, some enzyme, bouncing the, the pH and alkalinity. They're all out, but I got it looking pretty clear. Um, not perfect, though. Um, jumped in there, cleaned the tank out. I actually found some mold in some of the air vents and um, where the top and the bottom um, of the Oasis tanks meet. Um, luckily on ours, we've siliconed those in to prevent the moisture and stuff from getting in there and just hanging out. But um, unfortunately for him, there was some not pretty looking stuff uh, hanging out in there but wow. got it clean looking pretty good and we got talking after and he's like so how practical is it to have a float tank in your house i was like well you know you need you should be sanitizing you should be getting it scrubbing it every week you should be sanitizing your walls you should be changing your filters and you know going on and on with everything that needs to be done and he says well what if i give you my float tank i was like excuse me He's like, yeah, no charge to you. I'll just come and float at your place. (laughs) So you maintain my float tank. Wow. Yeah, I was like, no, we can lease it off you or we can give you some money. I was like, you know, we can sort let me back up and say this is not official yet, but it's um, it's been out there. We're going to be meeting this weekend. But um, wow, this tank is about a year and a half old. yeah, it's just been in his house, and he. It's only uh, a year and a half. That's rad. He's wow. he's really followed our story, and I've um. Oh. He's a pretty successful businessman, so I really open up when I I talk to him and tell him all the struggles, all our plans, and things like that. And I don't know if he has faith in us or trust or something, but this gentleman said he would give us his float tank. Wow. So we've been working really hard doing the whole sort of bootstrapping thing, trying to keep our debt to a complete minimal and really fighting to try and get this tank. And for some weird reason, there's a float tank that sort of fell on our laps. So um, congratulations. That's so cool. Yeah, it's um, I couldn't believe it. I went there to get naked in someone's house and scrub their float tank. And um, hopefully I'll be going back to his house to pick it up. That could have gone a lot lot of ways. I'm glad it turned out so (laughs) well. That is fantastic. So that's my exciting. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Is there a rough estimate of how much one of their float tanks would be? I, I don't know if this is. Um, well, information or not no well we we bought our float tank pretty much the exact our float tanks pretty much exact same time as he did mm-hmm. so um the commercial system from oasis with the uv and all that is about 12 5 and when you're shipping up to canada you're looking at another 14 1500 in shipping fees plus taxes and plus brokerage and duty and all that so mm-hmm. um i think we were about 15 5 15 6 um before we actually got the float tank to our door um, so, yeah, that's about a fifteen, fifteen thousand uh... dollar. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Happy holidays to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better yeah. go put a big fat bow on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. We're going to be doing some changes. I think we want to um, change the pump back up to sort of standardize it with ours and and change out the liner. Um, some Oasis has come with a blue liner. Some come with a white. Um, I really like the white. I feel that it makes the water look a lot crisper, clearer. So um, just a couple things we'll do, but we're very excited. Very, very excited. Congratulations. Congratulations. That was massive. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And I hope 
I hope that you appreciate that you earned it in a way. I mean, just by running the business and everything, the personality, I mean, so many things in your life coming to this point. Yeah, that's um, sort of my drive, my two-hour commute to my, my job at Edmonton that I'm still working. Yeah. Um, I had time to reflect and yeah. really wonder how this all happened, how this all came to be. Is it is it pure f- luck or is it fate or is it, you know, you put hard work and good energy and you just really put yourself out there and, and do the best you can and you will be repaid in the weirdest known <laughs> ways possible. This is a pretty weird one. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. such a good way. So, yeah, it's um, brought a lot of emotions because, you know, for, for someone like him, it's such a small thing. Like, it's, oh, yeah, right. I don't need the money. You know, you can use it more than I can. But for us, it's... You know, I had butterflies. Like I was on, like I just kissed the, <laughs> totally. the first girl ever. You know, so I, I even told him that. And, uh, <laughs> it felt good. I bet he appreciates that. <laughs> totally. Oh my god, that's so sweet. Mm. That's so mm-hmm. sweet. So, yeah, all those people that are out there just working, struggling. You know, waking up some days thinking, I don't know if I could do it anymore. Just keep plugging. You know, mm-hmm. it will. Your hard work will be returned to you in the strangest ways possible. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I, I feel like Sandra and I had a, a similar-ish experience with our, our latest float tank with just mm-hmm. getting a really good deal on it just just because I think just kind of networking and just being the people that we are. I mean, Sandra's the sweetest person in the world and and um, just with the business. I mean, they, they took a tour of our business and everything before we sat down to negotiate and I think they got a really good vibe from us and, and, mm-hmm. and our business. So I think, yeah, it, it's not just... It's not just the numbers and and price and all that stuff. There's so much else to it, and, mm-hmm. and I think just personality and networking is is more important than yeah sometimes. Yeah. But but again, mm-hmm. I mean, it's also we put in the work of running a float center and all that mm-hmm. expertise and everything. And you wouldn't be over there cleaning his float tank unless you had your float center. So yeah, that's interesting. And that's sort of how it all started. Is he asked? He's like, oh well, can I get you on a routine? Can you come well, every week or every two weeks? And I said, well. I'll tell you I said I've come to learn recently I have to start saying no to things and he sort of stopped and he's like I really respect that I know what it's like to be overcommitted and then that's when he's like I'll give you my float tank so um saying no to things when you're really busy and got a ton in your plate it may be very 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 hard to do it but sometimes it may be worth it that's fascinating you know? yeah um I've been overcommitted the last couple months and it's, you know, there's more things that come up and I just want to say yes because, you know, there's so much passion that comes with anything in the float world for me. So saying no, um, that's one of the biggest things I've learned um, in this entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> Again, congratulations. <laughs> a great lesson to learn. Huh? So when does construction start? Well, luckily, um, <laughs> we've been doing construction since we opened so when we got our two rooms done we were still working on our third right um but that third one as i've spoke about in previous podcasts that's where we were going to put our massage therapist so we have a float ready room that we we're going to put a massage therapist in where actually we have two people that are actually really interested in the space so now we're going to have to build our fourth <laughs> float room and nice. put the float tank in the third one and move the massage therapist over to the fourth but Good problems cool. um yeah Good ones. Yeah. yeah so mondays will be maintenance day and construction again right so. yeah it never ends yeah. No. That's where I'm at right now, except we're closed on Tuesdays. So Tuesdays are Tuesdays. construction days. Mm-hmm. Good awesome. times. Awesome. 
Um, do you? Um, so Amy, <clears throat> your business partners, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, Lance, um, it, or and I guess your significant others and all that stuff too. Is are people listening to the show? Do they listen to the podcast? Oh yeah, I get a full rundown <laughs> on exactly what I'm what what I'm doing right and. But I'm not doing from right. your husband or from Mark. <laughs> from Mark. <laughs> yeah. From Mark. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so he he critiques yeah. you. Oh oh yeah. Oh, My, oh yeah. Hilarious. Audio. Oh, yeah. Sure, he does. Sure. He gives me he gives me his input. And he's he's very kind about it though. You know yes. Mark. He, Mark's he, a sweet he guy. says things in a nice way. <laughs> but but he lets me know. Nice. And that's all I, right. I get to hear how beautiful your voices sound. Oh, Dylan and Amy sound so cool <laughs> and so wonderful. <laughs> Who's saying that? <laughs> uh, Rachel said that. Is that right? She's like, I really like Dylan. He sounds really cool. <laughs> like, just have this calm You're like, you voice haven't met him yet. Yeah. <laughs> you got to meet him in person. Uh, Rachel's your girlfriend. Yes, Rachel's got my it. girlfriend. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and my business partner, Matthew's yeah. listening as well. Cool. What Feels does he really think? He likes it. He's. Um, I haven't got too much feedback from him because I still find it really weird. We've sort of done everything together from CFC to the business and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, that this is sort of my one project. I'm not doing it with him. So it's it's really, it's weird. It's it's quite weird for me. So I try not to bring it up too much, but it's Whoa. such a, a huge part of my uh, <laughs> everything. It's hard to hold back. And I learned uh-huh. so much from you guys in chatting. Um, yeah. Totally. I just want, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, I, I kind of brought it up because Sandra's been listening to it. And maybe I should have full disclosure here about the show and the recording of it and everything is that when we um, first started the show, we had a really long delay um, so that we could figure out all the, the production stuff that goes on behind the scenes, editing and all of that stuff. So there's um, actually a few weeks in between when we record and when we actually play the episode. Um, in 2016, um, we're going to reduce that dramatically, probably to about um, 36 hours. So it'll be really short from when we talk, and it actually gets to your to your ears. Um, but for now, there's a really big gap. And so Sandra, I didn't let her listen to any of these shows, um, mostly because I just didn't want her to hear, her to hear um, like, it not edited yet. I wanted her to sound hear the the quality product and not not the rough draft or what have you. And um, I mean, we don't snip out content, um, but we do you know like noises and things like that. We we snip out and just kind of make it flow and add the music in and everything. So um, so she's finally able to listen to the show now that it's live, and she loves it. I think she's my number one fan. I wish she were objective, <laughs> but she isn't at all. <laughs> Um, and she, she absolutely loves it. She loves talking about everything that she listens to in the podcast. Um, we've both become big, big podcast listeners. And so, um, I, I always know when she's listened to it because she gets, gets home from, you know, whatever errand she just ran and it's all she wants to talk about. So she gets home after the last episode aired, which was the, um, Andy Zaremba interview. Well, he talks about, um, doing a one, instead of having multiple tiers of membership, just having a single membership and then having, um, any additional floats just be you, you pay extra, um, which makes a lot of sense for the float shop because um, we have so many other modalities. If you just pay this down payment, then you could have discounts on everything in there, as opposed to you could have massage disc uh, membership, you could have a float membership or yoga, like all these things. Just boom, just one entrance fee and everything's discounted. You're you're in this community. Um, well, first. We, we so it's weird because we're at home we're in the living room maybe we just had dinner or something like that like we're all cozied up and she's excited and we're talking about it and she brings up the memberships and then next thing i know we're butting heads about membership stuff and we're we're having a a business battle where we've gotten really good about like 
hey, is this uh, romantic time? Is this a date? Is this just you and me? Like, those are all separate from the business now. And this podcast created a little wedge where business could get into personal conversations. So I thought that was really <laughs> funny. And um, one one other really funny thing was that we actually intended, there's actually a, um, a post that I made quite a while ago talking about us switching to exactly this um and then um it was right at, i think the end of last year and we got busy and we never launched it um and so everything in my our mind body system is pretty much ready to go to launch this thing and um so we're actually both proponents for it we just um uh, she wanted to launch it immediately i wanted to roll out another project that we were doing first and then launch this and um, it just became no fun <laughs> whatsoever. It kind of it got to the point where we we went to bed a little a little um you know how you're not supposed to go to bed angry. I don't know how people do that, <laughs> particularly when you run a business together. Um, and we not not angry angry, but uh, I'd say a little frustrated. Um, anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Just everything was very meta, very like surreal. This feedback loop of everything with the podcast and all that, and I just thought it was funny. I know this podcast is always bringing up different questions for me if I'm doing, you know, we're always learning so much from yeah. each other and the guests we're having on that it's mm -hmm. really making me, you know, question everything. <laughs> it's putting putting that high gear in. It's a, it's a good thing. And um, we have some, I don't want to mention names just yet, but we have some other really cool guests coming in that I think are going to continue uh, making you question everything about your business. So, that's fun. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. It just makes us all better. That's right. That's right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's a great thing. We should constantly be questioning everything about how we're doing the business. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't give um, what, we're, what this episode is about. Basically, we want to talk about um, the products that we use in our businesses. Um, we we kind of want to talk about earplugs first, but really, we're going to go over all the different products that we use in our float centers um, and just see if we agree on those different things, if we have different opinions on what we're using, um, and see if one of us is missing something that we should be using. Um, and uh, go from there. Um, yeah. Uh, before I get to that, I did tease um, a speak pipe. We got our first speak pipe a little while back. And um, I wanted to play that for you guys. And, and um, we missed that because I, I we skipped an episode. I wanted to play uh, the Colleen episode, which was really good. And I didn't want to sully that with this, with this speak pipe. But uh, um, we're going to go ahead and play that. <clears throat> so here we go. Oh, Dylan, you, you got what I need. But you say you're just a friend. But you say you're just a friend. Oh, Dylan, you, you got what I need. But you say you're just a friend. But you say you're just a friend. Oh, Dylan, you, you got what I need. <laughs> But you say you're just a friend. But you say you're just a friend. So. <laughs> uh, that's what the speak pipes are here for. So I got. <laughs> well, first, do you guys have any thoughts on that? <laughs> I'm going to be hearing that all week long. It will nice. never leave. That is the. That he's the most insane earworm I've ever, <laughs> ever had. <laughs> he's got pipes. He's got he's pipes, got that's for sure. We might be talking about a pro, a professional singer here. Um, I honestly felt weirded out when I first heard that. I, 
<laughs> it creeped me out a little bit. So I have an idea who it is. Oh, really? Um, can we say who it is? Do you know who it is? I don't. I have an idea. I I I, uh, I don't know, but. If it's the person I think it might be, it's somebody in the industry that might not want their name out there for having done this. I don't know. So it's listed as anonymous. So I'm I'm going to say let's keep it anonymous. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't even show. want to put names out there who we might think it is because I, I really – who I, I don't know. Well, thank you for auditioning for this year's Float Idol. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you. I think we need to get Mark, uh, who's also a songwriter. I need to get think I need to get him working on theme theme music for myself and Lance. Nice. I don't want to be left out. Yeah, you guys. That's a good point. That's an excellent point. Um, I just wanted to share that. That's definitely what our speak pipes are here for: is to send in love songs to to Dylan. So again, <laughs> there's a gold bar on the left side of your computer screen when you visit theartfloating.com. Any musicals are welcome. There used to be a cap, I think a minute and a half. I think it's up to three minutes now. So you can you can really let your heart sing. Um, and uh, we'll play that on the podcast. <gasps> please don't, please, I hope we don't have a bunch of people singing in musicals. We actually really would like that to be for earnest questions about floating or, or responses about things we're talking about on the podcast. So if you um, truly do have any thoughts, please play it. But if you are really musically inclined, I, I will uh, at least listen to it if I don't play it on the show. <laughs> That's awesome. It's pretty great. I thought that was pretty uh-huh. great. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you segue <laughs> from that one. But uh, earplugs. Um, <laughs> 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 earplugs, that's not rude at all, Dylan. Right. Right, right. from that beautiful hey, speed oh, pipe to nice earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, you have your three American uh, podcast or uh, floatcast uh, judges here to judge your singing. Um, let's see here. Floatcast, that's actually a really good podcast about floating. Um Earplugs. So uh, let's see here. During my first float, I was, oh no, not during my first float. During one of my floats, I had the um, kind of squishy earplugs that you push in and they kind of fill up your ear canal. Have you guys experienced those? Yes, I have. Actually, was it at your place? Mm. Long time ago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Lance, have you experienced those? The squishy ones that fill up your ear, ear yeah, canal? Yeah, they're kind of the solid. Foam? You squish them down a little bit, put them in your ear canal, and then they kind of fill up. They're f- foam ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I think uh, they're probably pretty standard, I guess, um, as far as earplugs in general go. And I think they're probably in a lot of different float centers. Um, the person we bought our Tranquility Tank from had a huge bucket of these. So, yeah, by default, that's what we were, we were using. But we switched to silicone earplugs. Is that what you guys use or do you use the, the foam? And I'm are there any pros and cons these to these? What's that? I'm silicone these days. That's what we. That's what we're using. Yeah. I find them to be a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're using silicone and the foam earplugs. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a lot to jam into your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So it's quiet. We always right. when we <laughs> when, when, when we walk people through, we always um, show them the silicone ones and tell them how to use them, and always explain. Put them in before you shower. Make sure right. your ears are dry. If you have wet ears, they will not seal. Um, but on our table, we do have the silicone and the foam. Um, if someone grabs the foam, it's about 70 cents cheaper for earplugs. So, you know, um, good for us. Or, you know, <laughs> our, not good for us, but our win, you know. Sure. Instead of them grabbing the silicone, they grab the foam. That's okay. Um, we've tested our foam ones. There are some foam ones that will 
um, after about an hour allow water to start soaking through the ones we have now don't so um, I think the foam ones are just as good as the silicone oh, but cool. okay. um, the silicone are reusable and they're a little more classy I guess sure yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know how you can put it but well, that's good I'm curious know. what kind of foam ones are you using yeah I want to know too <laughs> um, right now we're using these 3M ones um, I actually I brought some with me just so I can read the bag but i didn't bring them up here (laughs) and we'll put the uh, link in the show notes yeah no they're they're good earplugs um there's a couple brands we tried that um don't let any water in so cool that's good to know because i always thought that the the foam ones were pretty weak as far as water blocking um so that's nice to know that there can be quality ones used i think there's different like different density levels of the foam. The okay. more denser ones are more resilient to the okay. water seeping in, but the, the really soft ones that are more recreational use than say industrial, um, those ones do allow water. Okay. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. a little waterlogged when I, when I use those. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know um, when I floated at the float shop, it was like my, I think my third float ever. Um, that was the first place I floated that had vinegar in the float rooms. That's where I was introduced to um, vinegar for rinsing out your ears. Right. And that's something we always recommend our customers do when they're done their float is rinse their ears out with vinegar. And even though we do recommend it, um, some people choose not to wear earplugs, but yeah. we'll still get people on social media and emailing uh, us asking, yeah. I got salt in my ear, yeah. what do I do? Um, what do you guys do to to prevent that type of feedback or, or customers going home with salty ears? We warn them during intake. Um, what can happen? We we recommend the 50/50 vinegar, white vinegar and water solution. They can yeah. drop in, and we do we have it on the uh, tip sheet that we also set in the rooms nice, as well. But nice. that still doesn't that doesn't prevent everyone from from wondering that once they get out. But uh, it has cut down on it tremendously. Uh, um, I think we kind of hold our people hostage and give them a ridiculous intro. Um, that arguably is too long, but we cover everything in excruciating detail. But we also organize it in a way that I think retainment is pretty good. And so we definitely cover the earplugs. We cover the vinegar later, but we also describe why you would want to make a decision between the two. So I think they're kind of that empowerment also helps with the retainment of their they're then critically thinking, well, which one do I want? Do I do I want? Do I want to? Um, do I have concern about water being in my ears, or do I not? And and um, that makes them want to make a choice. And because I don't hear a lot about salt being left over in the ears, and, and maybe I'm just missing missing that feedback. But um, I don't I don't hear that problem. Um, and and make a job. and so it is half half vinegar, half water for sure is, is what we use. So neither of you have mandatory earplugs. No. 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 no so one thing that I have had. Um, brought up i think it was by one of our employees they say usually we have earplugs to prevent salt from getting in the ears um so it doesn't you know hurt the customer or anything like that but have you ever thought of the opposite what if there is a bunch of gunk in their ears that are if they're not wearing earplugs it's then transferred to the float tank have is that ever been a concern Uh, what kind of gunk wouldn't be cleaned by the filtration system and the peroxide and all that I'm not sure. It's just a, you know, sort of a preventive measure, you know? No. I, don't I haven't really thought about it. It's just something that's been brought up, so I, I figured now would be a good time to see what other mm. people think of that. That doesn't doesn't raise a red flag for me. No? Okay. Things that would be in the ear canal. 
No, I know our filtration systems and sanitation would take care of it, but you know, big gob of earwax is is, is <laughs> there's nothing appealing about that. To yeah, me, I guess so. the aesthetic of that. Yeah, that's why we have the flashlights. That was why we do the, the skill, uh, yeah. skim the water. Yeah, yeah. Um, put it that way. What yep. other float products are you guys using in your rooms, or I say consumable products? You know, can I segue back to the earplugs real quick? Certainly. Just because I am curious. I know. Um, First, there are, well, first, I guess I should say we use Max earplugs. Um, do you guys use Max? I do. And Lance? I don't. We used to. Um, they just weren't really working for us, I don't think. Um, <laughs> yeah. They were, they were okay for a lot of people, but um, I know a lot of the, the smaller women, um, per se, would have um, really small ear canals. Mm-hmm. And um, the Max would just be too big and... Um, we decided to just go with a smaller earplug that works for everyone. So we went with a company called Putty Buddies, where they're actually like children's earplugs. Okay. Um, but they work good for everyone. And uh, right. they come in this this nice reusable case, too. So that, That's um, really good to hear just because I... Um I I I I'm I, I'm arguably feminine, but I I don't think I have crazy uh, tiny ear canals or anything like that. But I think most people find that the Max earplugs are too big, and we always recommend that you break just one of them in half. So usually we actually just we have all these uh, wrappers with one earplug left over. Um, so that'd be interesting to downsize the size, um, mm. just because I don't think anybody needs that much silicone to to seal off. Amy, it do is you, quite do a you... large wad, I'll be honest. And I think, and most people, when we go in, most of them have torn off is that right? part of it or just un- used one. That's for sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think there is a lot does go to waste. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes sense going to the children's models. I think the only reason, I think Max does have a smaller size. I'll have to verify that. But I think they it's only in, like, rainbow colors. <laughs> and, <laughs> and nothing's wrong with the rainbow. But no, I, for no. some reason, the, the white or clear ones just kind of seem a little bit classier or something like that. I don't know exactly what the word is. Now, you can get those Max silicone in fluorescent orange. You're saying that you don't get the fluorescent orange? <laughs> You know, um, somebody <laughs> once mentioned how visible those are in the float tanks, True. Um, True. and that is a really good, that's mm-hmm. great, um, because a clear one, if that's floating in there, you might miss that, which means a yeah. customer could see it, and that's not cool. Um, but uh, for, for now, it's worth the risk <laughs> for us. Yeah, we uh, <clears throat> we chose to go with a, like a, a dark blue pair, so they're very easy to see. Mm. But one thing I know with the silicone earplugs, if someone, say, loses an earplug or they try to pull it out and they get it, Say you step on it or squish it, it will smear on the liner and will have a huge silicone, like earplug mark, huh. and that will have to scrub off. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. I've never seen it. Um, no. But yeah, if you take any of the, even the Max, you take. Well, you got clear ones, so probably not. Yeah, I guess. That's... Um, but yeah, if, if the colored ones smear, they will leave a little bit of mark. That makes sense. So Lance, I'm, I have a question. Um, I, I'm familiar with the Putty Buddies, and I know that they come in that nice reusable case. Do you find that your clients bring them back and use them several times? No. So um, for a while we were telling people they were reusable, and then when that sort of just faded out, I don't know why. Um, but what we're looking to do... Um, which it should be done already, um, is just getting stickers made with sort of our brand and a spot to put their name on. So we write their name on, and not only does that personalize their float and make it, you know, just like Starbucks writes your name on the cup, it um, personalizes their float 
but it also gives them more means to put that in their purse and reuse them and um, something like that. So when we get that sticker made, it's going to say, you know, these can be reused five or six times, your name's on them, take them with you. And we're hoping that's going to, you know, get some more reuse out of these plugs. That's cool. Because they are a heavy-duty plastic case. The Max ones, I know, are like a thin sort yeah. of disposable ones. These yeah. ones are like a clipped case. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and are they are they cheaper? Yes, they were okay. quite a bit. Well, especially for us because we're shipping, like, Max comes from the States. Yeah. So we had to ship that, oh, and I think okay. that's where we saved a lot of our money. But I think our... Our uh, putty buddies are about seventy percent of the cost as the the max was, maybe seventy five percent. So nice. I know we pay about forty eight cents a pair for our max. Right. I think yeah. that's the only a really bad part about them is they have these little like childish stickers on it, and it's just really <laughs> embarrassing. We sort of have to flip <laughs> them upside down in our rooms and hope no one looks at Wally the whale. Oh, nice. Or like dairy the dolphin and just kids things that's well, they're flexible that's what you tell people they're comfortable yeah. they should get every single one <laughs> yeah <laughs> just mix them up and gotta catch them all <laughs> yeah there you go exactly you get a free float so, you get them all <laughs> ooh, ooh, there we go mm-hmm. good marketing good marketing um, real quick, do y'all offer any other earplugs? Because I do have some people that the Macs mm-hmm. don't work very well. Hmm. Um, and they've come back and they've been a little concerned. Uh, when we started offering the Aqua Blocks, which are also by Mac, and they're more of a screw-in. They're like a multi-tiered cool. silicone and screw-in. They cost more money. Um, they hmm. come in a pack with two pairs. Um, we give them to new members, but um, we do make them available for purchase. Has that been an issue for either of you? I don't, not off no. the top of my head, no. no. Um, but I think it would be cool to be able to sell like a higher quality reusable earplug in general. I like that idea. Yes, it's I, real I, easy to get a seal. I know the ones you're talking about, Amy, and I've actually used them for work before, and they're really nice reusable. Um, I, I would like to try those ones as well. They, they we'll, look like they'd be good. We'll put that in the show notes too. Super comfortable. So everybody can compare um, and contrast. One other thing I'm going to be experimenting with, they have um, Bluetooth earbuds. Um, I don't know if you've seen those, but I listen to a lot of binaural beats and things like that. And right now I have a pair of waterproof um, wired headphones for things like binaural beats. But um, basically these Bluetooth earbuds could work pretty much like an earplug, but you can have direct music coming right to your your, uh, ears. So that's something as soon as... I can get a pair locked down. I'm going to be experimenting with those, nice. and I think that could be a lot of fun in the float tank. That's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I like it. is hardcore when it comes to floating. Because like we actually have a small wireless um, mic, or not mic, I'm sorry, a small wireless speaker that has a suction cup on mm. it that you can stick on the float tank wall, and so you're right there with the with the music, but it's not the same. If you're listening to bin- binaural beats, mm-hmm. they really do have to be inside the ears mm-hmm. to get the same effect. So I'm excited to hear that turns out. Back to the products. Does everybody use Dr. Bronner's for their body wash? Is that just the industry standard? No, no, no. no, no. Nope. Neither of you do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> no. Um, actually, uh, that's the one thing we kind of splurged on. Uh, I, as a massage therapist, I ordered products from a place called Aromaland. Uh, it's aromaland.com, but they have a wholesale division. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we they use essential oils. A lot of it's sulfate-free, mm. paraben-free, um, really nice, rich, yummy, yummy stuff. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we actually use that uh, the rosemary, the rosemary mint scent in our in ours. We they have the gel, the shampoo, the conditioner, and a lotion all go in the in the dispensers in the float rooms. Oh, cool! You have the dispensers. Nice, cool. Yeah. Lance, what do you use for your body wash? Um, we use um, like an aloe viero non-scented basically body wash. It actually comes from Portland out of a place called Essential Wholesale. Um, nice. We were using Dr. Bronner's at first, but it was ridiculously expensive, especially for us having to ship it of and course. everything like that. Of course. Um, but I found the Dr. Bronner's is way too thin. And I know if people aren't using the face cloth, that Dr. Bronner's that let the pump we have in our, our shower just drains. So oh, um, we switched to this essential wholesale, which is a, a thicker soap and um, in- encouraged use of face cloth and our soap consumption dropped huh. drastically. So, yeah. you know, speaking of, of the Dr. Bronner's being thin, we actually started cutting ours because we were going through so much of it. And so we started adding water into it. And we found that people would just use more <laughs> and we were mm-hmm. burning through it just as fast, if not faster. So mm-hmm. we cut that out. Um, I actually do, do remember that from my float there. Like I said, I think it was my third float ever <laughs> at your place. I went to use the soap and I squished it and a ton came out and I felt bad. I'm like, oh no, I'm wasting all this soap. And <laughs> oh, I think I actually mentioned something to you saying oh, that funny. the soap was thin, but well, no. Based on your feedback, we we always appreciate. <laughs> I have to say feedback. one bonus to the Aromaland. Um, we do sell it also in our lobby. People love it, and uh, cool. it is available for sale. And we actually do pretty brisk sales huh. of the the products, which is a nice bonus. I don't know if either of you do it. I'm not familiar with with either of those products. So, is it available we, for clients to to take home? We don't sell the Dr. Brunner's. Um, we used to have really nice shampoo and conditioner, um, and people would it, would, it got ridiculous. People were talking more about our shampoos and conditioners than their floats afterwards. I, <laughs> I, I got irritated. <laughs> it was like, come on, you just had an amazing experience at a float day again. It's the shampoo and conditioner. But, um, <laughs> but, it, but what is a great shampoo and conditioner? I think eventually it was just, it outpriced us. It was just too expensive to keep going. Um, and I, I can't remember if we're selling it or not, but um, I'm, I'm sure it would have moved, had we? I, I don't think we were selling it now that I think about it. I think I would have remembered that. Lance? No, we don't sell ours either. Yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to, but we don't. Maybe one day. Yeah. And and even men appreciate a nice soap. Like uh, mm-hmm. Sandra grabbed some custom-made soap in, in the grocery store, which, of course, I was totally pissed off at because it's way too expensive. Um, but in the shower, I, I freaking love it. It's nice. Don't tell her this, by the way. <laughs> but it's, it's lovely. So it, I think everybody likes a nice soap in the shower. I do. I think it adds a lot to the experience. Um, are there any other accoutrements that you have in the float rooms to enhance the float experience, like usable products? Well, we sort of have the basics, your makeup wipes and your sure. Vaseline as well. Um, do you point out the makeup wipe to everybody? Because if there's one thing in my yes. intro I don't know how to segue to, it's the makeup wipes. Yeah, that one I find is, is hard because I... Uh, <laughs> 
I always say, if you're wearing makeup, <laughs> right? like, even if I can clearly say, and I politely say, um, if you um, if you use a makeup or if you have makeup on, please use the makeup wipes there. If for so any reason you need an additional wipe, it's in the drawer right underneath. Yo, bro, I know I you're a big Joe Rogan fan, <laughs> and uh, but if you got any makeup on, it's right over here. Is that what you said? to Anybody or she? <laughs> <laughs> There's a really easy way to do this, guys. So we have all. So when we go into the float room, we yeah. actually have a little tray with all of our stuff. Okay. Each little partition has the earplugs and then the Vaseline, and everybody wants to know what it is. So um, I often say, you know, I don't like to use soap on my face. So this is much more. Um, <laughs> this is for use for the face, particularly to get off makeup or you know if you if you're uncomfortable using regular soap on your face, huh. this is a great little um, little wipe for and, that. And it's like standard makeup remover. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a makeup remover, but it's much better for your face than. So does Mark say that as well? I don't know. I'm, I don't know if he'd admit if he did. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think I think the makeup wipes is one of the most important things because that's mm-hmm. like one of the most damaging things to the water. You know, like and your towels. <laughs> and the oh. towels. Oh, the eyeliner and towels yeah. is a big one for oh. us. Yeah, oh. yeah um, and they just they put our towels down for the count. If, if somebody yeah. wipes their face on it and it, it's a lot of makeup, that it doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Towels are expensive. What about uh, Vaseline? Do you guys use individual packets? Do you do some sort of Q-tip arrangement I've no. seen? Or I, I would highly recommend not. <laughs> yeah. I, I... We have individual uh, Vaseline packets there. It's like vitamin A and D ointment. It's an off-brand, but it's 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 just not you know Vaseline or Q-tip brand. It's um, just saves a couple pennies. And and individual packets. And one thing, we, we do the same thing. Um, we order ours off of Amazon, and it's pretty, I think it's like 144 packets for like $12 or $14 maybe. Cool. Um, so it's pretty expensive. The thing we do with our Q-tips, so um, we used to put a bunch of Q-tips in a little package, uh, like a little container. But what I noticed is people would go in with wet hands, oh. and they would grab, and so oh. I'd go in there, and there'd be salt on Q-tips, <laughs> and that would just completely gross me out, because I, like, who's, who's, you know, we don't know which Q-tips they've touched, yeah. and um, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. So Good. we actually bought, uh, and I know Mark probably is gonna, is, kills me for this, um, wants to kill me for it. We bought um, little tiny bags, clear bags, that are one inch wide by four inches long, and we can fit three Q-tips in, and then you can actually, there's a little sticky peel, so you can stick oh, it. Wow. So we actually individually wrap three Q-tips <laughs> so that that's wow. their own Q-tips. That's cool. <laughs> and, you know, when you're bored and have nothing to do, you, <laughs> right. you can you can whip a few, you know, a few hundred of those out really right. quick. Nice. Um, that's an interesting solution to that. Because I just, you know, people touching We We Q-tips. have a We're jar of, of Q-tips um, with a lid on it. I don't know if that helps stop. I don't. I don't know why it would stop that. Lance, do you have a? Do you have Q-tips? I guess first of all. Sorry to all my customers, we do not have Q-tips. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> actually, we have like three boxes of them in our storage room, but we've never actually found a way to get them into our flow oh, rooms. Right. That that works. We thought of jars and stuff, but that just you know exactly what Amy said. Salt gets on everything. So got it. Um, like, one thing we have. Um, we have two tables. One has, uh, let's see here, it has a neck pillow on it, vitamin A and D ointment, the earplugs, um, and a hand towel. And then we always have another table, and that has other things like uh, um, Kleenex, um, the Q-tips, and I'm trying to think if there's something else that goes on there. I, I can't think of what it is. at the m- Oh, the makeup wipe is actually separate over there as well, which maybe it shouldn't be now that we're having this conversation. Maybe it should be in with all the intro to, to floating stuff um, and, and covered individually but 
um, maybe that's why it doesn't get salt because it's, I mean, is all your stuff on the same table? Um, our we put our little makeup uh, packets into a plastic little <laughs> clip container because once again people were curious what it was uh-huh. and they'd have wet hands and they'd pick it up just to look at it and then you'd have to throw it away because it looks rough oh, and there's funny. salt on it and so we actually clip it in a little um, <laughs> people must feel so container. special at your float center I love that <laughs> I have problems I, that, I really just have problems um, I have issues Those that need to be worked out <laughs> I just don't have time to go to a therapist uh, <laughs> take it out on the Q-tip packets <laughs> So, yeah, we do actually put ours in little plastic clip cases. Nice. Hmm. Um, <laughs> one, <laughs> one, <laughs> Please, one, somebody tell us that you do this to <laughs> one float center anywhere. I'm sorry. Um, one thing about the Vaseline for any of my Canadian float mm-hmm. friends, um, if you are ordering individual petroleum jelly or anything off Amazon, um, the Curade brand, the white and green C-U-R-A-D brand, there is some active ingredients in there that are not approved for health in Canada. It's just not approved by our f- Canadian pharmaceutical. So um, a recommended brand to use, it's fairly decently priced, it's called Dynex, D-Y-N-E-X, I believe, or Dynarex. Show notes, <clears throat> we'll right. get that corrected there. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it, it's not really a big deal, but if you have some sticky uh, health inspectors or anything like that, they may bring that up. So, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. I had, to learn, I had to learn the hard way. You mentioned way. our Canadian listeners, and that's all exciting. I can think of, I was looking at the stats on the, on the podcast, and I think uh, Canadians make up between 20 and 25% of our listenership. So that's pretty cool. That's important. We will take over. Yeah, I know. Part of me is like, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. So when we're talking about ambiance in the float room, I do have to add this because sure. something else that we do is weird. It's probably weird. Not but, surprising. But we have one more it. note on ambiance in the float room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually buy uh, eucalyptus steam room oil. <laughs> okay. Don't drink that one. We put it in a spray bottle. Yeah. Doesn't everybody have I do a, eucalyptus? A shot, shot glass. Right. Right. With, like, and then fill the rest of it with water. It dilutes it because otherwise, man, that stuff is strong. And actually, after we clean the room... Um, and everything's all set for the next person. We spray just a few spritz mm, of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a humid environment anyway. <laughs> and when people walk in, it, it dissipates pretty quickly. But the cool thing is people walk in like, oh, it smells so good in here. This is yeah. like so fresh and it smells clean. And um, so I think it gives a good first impression and people love it. And it's silly and ridiculous. Um, but I think it's it wonderful. Good. Yeah, I do too. And and uh, sometimes there are some odors in there that don't uh, leave as quickly as you'd like. So, um, yeah, we, we actually, I think it's like a little essential oil and water blend that we spray into the air. And, um, yeah, that's funny. I was I wanted to tease you about this. But, yeah, that's actually a great idea and it's so, so helpful. Uh, Dylan, you spoke a bit about neck pillow. Um, you said oh, yeah. you have your neck pillow in your room. Um do you recommend neck pillows? How do you approach um, sure. floaters and neck pillows? Well, uh, I, thanks for bringing this up, Lance. I have an, uh, a, a blog episode uh, or blog post about this uh, very subject if you want to read about it. But um, we talk about how much you can relax your body. You know, we encourage people to play in the float tank. It really helps educate your brain on the environment and all that stuff. So it can feel like it understands the environment, can feel safe, and allow you to let go and, and relax. Um, but we do find that people have this really deep survival instinct to keep these breathers out of the water. And it's super healthy. We should all have it. 
Um, although we do find that swimmers, scuba divers, people who just spend a lot of time in the water tend to have let go of this instinct. But I would say most people in their first float, um, as relaxed as they can get in their first float, don't let go of their neck muscles. Um, or you may think that you're completely relaxed, but 10 or 15 minutes in, you find it gets tired. Um, if you do find that, uh, we have this neck pillow. I show them how to wear it. Um, don't wear it like you're in an airplane or else it's just going to kind of pinch your neck. But I actually demonstrate putting it behind your head in a, in a particular way. Um, I guess if you make open hands like you're going to high five somebody and put your thumbs together kind of makes the shape of of the um, headrest and then if you just put that behind your head with your fingers up um, that's that's how we recommend wearing it it cups the the skull really well i don't use the word skull but it it really does um cup cup the cranium perfectly as as you're floating um so we and and honestly like um sometimes if it's a joe rogan fan or somebody who's really pumped to float i try to really make it clear that it is okay to use this because if they're anything like me with my first float they want the real deal <laughs> and adding anything into that environment is going to take away from it but what somebody a new floater should um kind of be empowered to understand or make the choice about is knowing that these things will enhance your experience because it allows your brain to let go if your brain is holding your neck out of the water or you know thinks that it needs to do that it's not letting you go to that super cool state that you can get to in a float tank so uh that was a long answer <laughs> no that that's really interesting because um uh I, i've sort of faded away from even talking about the neck pillows to our clients um I read a blog post a couple of years back from Cocoon Flotation out of Australia, yeah. mm -hmm. and she had a blog post that um, talked about neck pillows, and she felt that um, neck pillows are sort of training your clients to not fully let go of mm -hmm. your neck. So on to my next question, do you find that people that use neck pillows, do they become dependent on it, or do they grow away from the neck pillow? Because if you always have that sort of, you know, that... You're, you're training yourself to not fully let go. I don't know if that's true, but it, it makes sense Amy, to me. Like, looks like you have some thoughts on this. So as a massage therapist, um, I deal with a lot of people who have, um, or did deal with a lot of people who had a forward, what we call forward neck position, which is where it kind of looks like they have the chicken neck. And I'm, I'm actually making that uh, movement right now, like everybody can <laughs> see me. Um, but, but I find people with that big forward head position where, they're, where their ears are way out in front of their shoulders, um, mm. when they lean back, it feels like just too much for them. So uh, I find in the, in the beginning of the float, they'll put the pillow in and then they'll... Uh, they'll let it go towards the end of the float. So usually it's not even through the entire float, but it helps them get comfortable. And as their body relaxes and things kind of fall into place, then they're able to, to do without. Um, so I almost look at it like a, for some people, not everyone, but for some people, it's it really seems to be a necessity just from a body or physical standpoint. That said, Mark is pretty anti-pillow um, completely. He's, he's, I call him a purist. He just doesn't yeah. want anything. Um, but I, e I even for new sometimes. floaters, even for new floaters, huh. although he, he points it out. I mean, it's there and it's available <laughs> he and he'll do in the it. the corner and walks out. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> he just doesn't, I'm like, don't judge them in the room. Mark. No, yep. um, <laughs> no judgment. I hope really, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, we do let them know, but he, I know that he's not a big fan of it and doesn't feel that, that huh. people should, but I do think there are some people that, that do need it. Yeah. And so the availability is good. Um, and speaking of which, what kind of neck pillows do you offer? Uh, do you just do the inflatable? 
yeah, before we move on, I this is I actually I'm, I'm noticing like I have some strong feelings about this um, with somebody's <laughs> first float. I I think it's so important that they're given the right options for a float. So when you're talking about Mark, you know maybe not. Eh, I'm not gonna throw Mark under the bus on this one, but um, if, if somebody isn't educated on the option, I think you are affecting the potential quality of their float, and they should be given the options. And I think people will pretty quickly find like, oh, I don't need this, I don't want this, um, or find that it's really good for them. And I think maybe it is training wheels, but if we're asking, it's like, uh, hey, hey, Jane, welcome to the float shop. We're gonna put you in a spaceship. We're gonna make you at uh, almost you know zero gravity, and you're gonna have no sensory input for 90 minutes. Like all this crazy stuff we're throwing at them, um, yeah. but then we can't help but make make a few adjustments to make it easier for you when you first get into this environment. <clears throat> Seems a little difficult on some on particular people. Um, and, and- Without throwing Mark under the bus, yeah, yeah, and, and that said, that's it's true. Even though he personally doesn't is not uh-huh. a big fan of it, and and has actually we we've done a video on it. Him and I, he nice. and I have spoken on it on video. But when he's doing intake, he always gives the options and encourages cool. people to put it by their tank. So if they do feel uncomfortable, that way they don't have to get out of the tank. They can just reach cool. outside and grab nice. a pillow. So it is part of the intake. But you just said I that know because you know feels. he listens, huh? Yeah, this is so true. Would <laughs> <laughs> be in so much trouble. Right. Um, so to wrap this up, sorry, I, I, I don't know how important neck pillows are to everybody else, but I, it feels very important to me. And I just want to say that maybe some people stay with the neck pillow longer than they need to. Um, if they're still enjoying their floats, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, but I think most people will kind of wean themselves off. And, and I know some people use it every single time, and I can't predict who those people will be. But I don't think it's a large majority. And for even those people who do use it, I don't think it's a bad thing to, to answer your question. I think I changed how I feel on neck pillows. Yes. Wait, in which direction? <laughs> I, I, no, I think I think it is something we should be putting in our rooms and sort of walking through with neck pillows because um, for a lot of people, like you said, their first float is very overwhelming. And if they're holding all that stress in their shoulders and their neck and all that tension, um, it, it could just be that extra tool to give them the best experience possible. So. I sure think so. I'm and try we it. do have people who come in who've, we get a lot of people in Portland from around the country and, and we will get people who come in and say they floated before, but they've never, they weren't told about the neck pillow or whatever. And they talk about that neck pain and, and they're so happy when we, when we cover that neck pillow. So I think that's another thing is sometimes um, during intros, I think we glom over different items in the room and just expect they'll figure it out or something like that. I think it's really important to educate people on everything in the room, even if it means <laughs> you have to keep blabbing they have to hear your your silly voice for another five or ten minutes so your walkthroughs how long are your walkthroughs that's a good question um, because it, I, it can, I, go ahead I, I know there's that point where you want to hit everything you want to make sure you you get every point so they have the best float possible but there comes a point where a, a few people will start just losing attention <laughs> and then it's totally. just going in one year the, <laughs> yeah. the other and there's one in the tank so how do you find balance in, in getting everything out and keeping their attention? I don't think I want to cover that in this episode. I think we should talk about that <laughs> next episode because I have. If if you think I have a lot to say about neck pillows when it comes to intros overall, I it's like a religion to me. Yeah, that is a that is a very very big thing. It's huge. Is, is intros. Um, and to short answer is we can cut it down to we can do a lot of variants of it to. Uh, depending on the amount of time like if they just walked in the door and it's two minutes past we can we can modify um, and it's split into two portions one is downstairs our, our uh, float centers and 
the float tanks are in the second story and uh, the lobby's downstairs so we can give them a bunch of information downstairs and then we um, give them uh, continue the intro upstairs so um, for a short answer that's <laughs> that's what you get today does that sound good can next week's topic be uh, intros absolutely cool it's Sweet. an important topic it's so important i want to hear what you guys what you guys do too are there any products that we missed that you guys use well i'm curious do either of you put like slippers and uh bathrobes in your good question i i don't have a robe in in our room um and that's simply because i don't think we could handle the laundry we're at capacity with laundry Mm -hmm. um so people have to wear a towel if they have to run to the bathroom uh we have robes and robes are good but some people will just grab the robes just to put on the robe, but they take about six minutes for us to fold. So it really gets on my nerves when they don't actually use it to go to the washroom or oh, something funny. like that. But um, yes, we have uh, we have robes. Good. Nice. I think that's a quality thing to have in your flow center for sure. Like That feels good. Um, it does feel good. But you're right, Lance. We have the same thing. Some people will, well, we have it hanging on the hook, and some people will just take it off. And I'm like, they never came out to use the restroom. What were they doing with the robe? Um, but yeah, we'll just wear it just to walk a few steps over to their tank. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's all good. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, so it's all good. It's you just, all good. They just feel special in their robe on their and way to the cool. foot tank. That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> what a great little, a great spa experience. I love that. Um, we also we also have sandals. We have spa sandals when people come in because it gets pretty snowy and gross and mucky. So as soon as people walk in the door in the winter, we got stuff everywhere. And before we had the sandals, we were getting all sorts of stuff in the float rooms, which would then be transitioning into the water sometimes. Wow. So um, when people come in, we have some sandals they can wear. If they want to go barefoot, that's up to them. But Literally when some... they walk in the business door. Smart. Yeah, right cool. when they walk in our door. Our front lobby, most people are either just in their socks bare feet or sandals so very mm-hmm. smart i like that because especially in the winter here we're we're looking at carpets we're looking at mats we're looking at mopping and if one person brings their dirty boots into that float room those you know then it's down the hallway and then it's up right. in the lobby it's in the bathroom and it's everywhere so the sandals have just been a quick way to sort of stop that it's a great idea i love that mm-hmm. it gets everybody cozy too yeah, and they're just some like uh, rubber sandals that okay. they're not the comfiest. I, I'm sure there's comfier ones out there, but you just spray them with the sanitizer after mm-hmm. and let them sit, and that's it. So, very low huh. maintenance. Nice. Okay. We use uh, Cloud Nine sandals by, and this is the company name, Yeah Baby. <laughs> but eleven fifty a piece. They they eleven fifty a, a set. They've lasted a really long time, and they they wear really well, and they're actually very quite comfortable, and they're non-slip in the in our float rooms, cool. which is important. Okay. Are they fabric or rubber? No, they're they're rubber. Okay, okay. I love nice. them. I'm and Mark wears his. I actually we were we went shopping. This is last year. We went shopping, and uh, I looked down. And by the way, it's it's winter. It's December. We were Christmas shopping, and I looked down. We're at a department store, and he's wearing the Spasilverse <laughs> while we're shopping. <laughs> it's like, what? You cannot wear them outside. You uh, cannot. Great. I'm like, they're yours. Put <laughs> right. your name on them. They're not going back in the general uh, group of slippers. That's hilarious. So very comfortable. I just have one more thing for products. I know this Please. this may be, be a long episode for people, but... Um, what about, um, do you offer waterproof band-aids or anything like that for someone who does have uh, oh, something that Vaseline may not be, um, you know, the best for? Uh, waterproof band-aids have been working good for us, but cool. we don't offer it for everyone. It's sort of in the back if someone asks. 
So just some we we have some in our first aid kit and for you know just people working at the center. But I never thought about uh, giving them to clients or offering them. What what prompts you to offer one or when do you when do you give them out? It it hasn't really came up. But if someone has you know a fair size say cut on their hand or somewhere that's going to be fully submerged. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah. if if they ask or they ask about the Vaseline or say they have a cut or a blister or something, um, they can very well, you know, use a Band-Aid and that could that's prevent good, any irritation. People will oftentimes bring up a concern like, hey, look, I've got road rash up and down my body. Is this okay to float? I'm like, well, no, not so much. But sometimes, you know, it's a cut, it's a little scratch or something that's kind of in between just a little bit where Vaseline would work and like actual concern. So that's good. Do you do you recommend that you put Vaseline around the, the band-aid as well or do they work that well no um when i've used it personally you um just get really dry you put the band-aid on and then i'd actually put vaseline over the right. band-aid okay, cool. and that creates that oil barrier to prevent any water from even puncturing the seal of the band-aid i love that i think we'll make our first order next next shipment cool mm-hmm. i like that yeah yeah it's not something we've done a lot of but i was just thinking of other products and um yeah the water band-aids are something that's they're good cool well um Let's see here. We're we're gonna have a lot of items in the show notes here. Um, I just want to let everybody know that the um, Art of Floating itself has a recommended products page. Um, all of those links go to uh, actually they don't all go to Amazon. All the ones that do go to Amazon are affiliate links. They actually help support the show here. They're the reason that uh, we're able to buy microphones and all that stuff. So. Um, we really appreciate you using those links, um, and um, not to say that all of them will, um, particularly on this podcast episode with the show notes, we're just going to put everything in there um, that we buy. But if you do go to the products page, those are affiliate links, so we really appreciate you supporting us with those uh, purchases, and anything that you purchase while you're on Amazon, um, if you go through those links, does support us. So again, thank you for supporting us with that. Um, and thank you guys for um, a very interesting episode. I can't say it enough. I know we say it every every time. I don't know if it's always on the air or right afterwards, but we learn so much from these shows. <laughs> I yeah, love that. Um, anything else you guys wanted to say, yes. or do you just want to let us know where everybody can find you, Amy? Where can people? You can find always you? find me at Float Nashville, there on Twitter. Nice. Uh, you can get me at the Float Shack on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can leave me a beautiful song in Speakpipe on the Floating <laughs> website. Fingers crossed. Lance is next. Amy, we'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find. Uh, sorry. Wow. You can find the Art of Floating um, and the Art of Floating podcast at at Artful Floating. Um, uh, on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook as well. And of course, it's www.theartoffloating.com. And until next week, we'll see you soon. You're listening to the Art of Floating podcast. 